Hello, welcome to Past Level 50. I'm Mel, the podcaster. I come to you today and I'm just going to show a different part of myself because I went through a period of loneliness when I retired from teaching. And it's funny, I um, like I've told you on every episode, I'm pretty active on TikTok and I found a resilience coach who came on and on that day happened to post about loneliness. So I thought, okay, I listened to her content that day and was hooked ever since. This is Dr. Elena Sherwood, and I bring her to you today. I was so lucky that we were able to get our schedules together and have her come and talk to us about being authentic, about finding time for ourselves. And she talks about how we get in our own way when we're out there maybe trying something new. So I reached out to her and, you know, she's in Canada. And I thought, you you know, you don't know what, what people will agree to, but she was so motivated and excited to be on. I don't know who was more excited to be recording today. So I bring to you Dr. Elena Sherwood, who is, like I say, she's a resilience coach. She has one-on-one sessions and she has written a book. She will talk a little bit about her book, but if you need to go and um, read that, she says it's a short read. It's called Greatness Finds a Way. So I bring to you Dr. Elena Sherwood. Enjoy. Hello, Dr. Sherwood. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Yes, everything's perfect. Perfect. Hi. I'm so glad you're here today. Oh, thank you for asking me. I'm I was I was giddy to be here. So yes, I've been uh looking um at your post on I love your content on TikTok and and you really have guided me through moments of loneliness. And um, that's been the key for me because I retired from uh, teaching. And Uh you know, when you're a teacher, you're surrounded by people for eight hours, you know, and uh, to be retired and to come home. I did have a little bit of time that I was able to spend with my husband and my son because of um, them working from home. But then uh, my husband went off to work, my son went off to work. And it was like, Oh my God, I have to entertain three dogs and myself. So, so yeah. you were a godsend when I saw you and, and started listening to the loneliness is what captured uh, my attention. And then I just uh, just love watching your content. And I, I wanted to see if you could help more Gen Xers um, who may be dealing with, I don't know if it's the trauma or just... Um, having to do so much for ourselves for so long that here we are in our fifties now. And it's, it's, it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yes, and I have so much to say on this, um, primarily because we get really busy building our lives. And, you know, all of us want it all, no matter how we slice it. We want it all, whatever our all is. And so we go building it and we, you know, we do all of that with very little understanding of how much we have, how we have perhaps given away too much. Mm-hmm. Of ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and then we don't know how to give ourselves that. I, I think that was my problem. I didn't know how to do that for myself. Well, and if you're, and we are of the same generation, and I think a little bit before us and even even after us, we were raised to believe that this is just, you don't, you don't really have a true self. You, you, you're a giver. whatever roles you fall into, you do those very well. But there was very little concept of the self and concept of self-care and the psyche and everything else that that happens in the inside of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was a therapist for over 30 years. And, you know, if there's anything that was a running theme is that this feeling of almost disconnect from who we really are outside of what we do for mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's, it's weird because um, a few months ago um, I was following this lady and she was talking about um, therapy, you know, uh, Gen X seeking therapy and her, that was her question. And I think she meant it. She stated it in a, in a humorous way, but um, I actually did an episode on it because it, it resonated with me um, actually seeking therapy because my daughter, she's in her 20s. She's like, oh, my gosh, mom, you've been through so much trauma. You need therapy. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like how am I going to go to a therapist, let's say in her 20s, maybe her 30s. And I would say her because I would only go to a woman. And they don't understand the concept of what a Gen Xer has been through. We went through taking care of ourselves, being latchkey kids, growing up with MTV. You know, it was, it's a, it was a different time. We Mm -hmm. didn't have internet. We had each other. We had playing outside. So I said, how am I going to go do this? And they don't understand the generation I came from. And then I saw you and it was like, there's the woman who gets it. (laughs) (laughs) why I I, thank you for that lovely comment that's the thing too and I actually was that young therapist Mm -hmm. (laughs) seeing people in their uh in their 40s and then their 50s and I knew everything but really I knew nothing I knew nothing hard as I tried I did my best and I reached some successes with those who were, you know, more open-minded and could hear, it could hear. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. the other thing too, that we have to understand about therapists too, because therapists are not all made the same. Yeah. And so you have some very well-educated people who are not as, um, as strong in the empathy zone. Mm. Um, and then you have, some therapists who are really big on the empathy zone, but not as clear on 
some of the other theories and 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 the real ways that have been proven to connect to people. So all that to say, it's it is actually a bit of a crapshoot when you are looking for a therapist, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm just gonna keep going unless you have specific questions because I could go on for hours, and I'm sure you, your time is valuable. <laughs> Well, I was thinking if yeah. you could, um, maybe just as women, because most of my, the people that listen to this podcast are women and I've noticed my, they've been in forties and fifties and there are a few 60 year olds that I have noticed that, that are listening to this. And it's just, um, I, I'm hoping that you'll maybe guide us, even though we may not seek therapy, but find uh, maybe a direction to go to, to seek help for ourselves and the, the, the journey of self-care. Oh, I love, I love, I love that <laughs> question. And thank you for giving me some direction because again, I will be a fire hose. <laughs> so if I had one message to us women, especially at this age in our lives, or those of us, or those of you coming towards this age, it's so easy to get stuck doing things the usual way, and we don't know we're unhappy, because we could be just carrying on, um, and being alive and feeling alive are two very different things. Mm -hmm. And so my biggest advice to everybody is please look for things that wake you up. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe it's a Brene Brown on Netflix. Maybe it's uh, an old Oprah show, because I know she's no longer doing her thing. Or mm -hmm. maybe it's, um, um, I'm, lo I'm loving seeing us on a lot of the social media stuff, because there's a lot of good stuff on there. Mm -hmm. But just do what you can to just open your eyes and look around and look at anything that sparks. And yeah. I'm not talking about the sparking joy kind of thing, but anything kind of like what you said, you know, you the, that I did a little clip on loneliness and mm -hmm. that sort of aligned with that. And so my advice to everybody is look, start looking, start looking at help, self-help books, uh, maybe on Amazon, start looking at some of the social media people out there, Google self-help, Google self-love, uh, Google finding myself, healing journey. There's so many ways out there. It has become easier than it's ever been. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the important thing is to move with this. Yeah. And it's hard to get it. You're not going to get it right, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not going to hire the. You, you may be lucky and hire the right, uh, you know, but oh, I guess here's my other thing is do not hesitate to many of us consider self care waste of money. Um, <laughs> what another book on myself? What another, thing? <laughs> yes. another course? Another thing? Do not. I don't have time. Yeah, the, the whole thing. <laughs> and, and we get caught up and tangled in ourselves about this thing. I can't waste money in that. No, anything that serves your self-help, self-healing, self-love journey mm -hmm. is, comes back to you tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. We need that. We need to actually 
uh, spend the time and sometimes the money to to help ourselves. And and I don't know if it's if it's just generational, but um, or from being retired, I don't know what it is, but it's always put off till later. And then then you reach the point where there's no time. There's no more time. Yeah. And I think another thing that I could suggest to people is all of us, unfortunately, have loved ones, good friends, family, neighbors, whatever. Many of people are, 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 have passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, people don't actually like it when I talk about this, but I'm just going to say it anyway. We are hey. all going, we're all going to die. Yes, it's true. <laughs> We're all getting old. We're all going to die. Yes. Uh, And when you think about anybody who's on their deathbed or anybody who's gotten a diagnosis or anybody who's sort of in that thing, the first thing they think about is, oh, my gosh, I have not lived yet. Mm -hmm. I know. Um, And it was a little bit of a sobering moment for me because my father, uh, before he passed away quite a bit ago, but before he did about a year before he had some surgery and then he was in the ICU for something like three weeks because it was kind of, it was really touch and go for those three, for those three weeks. And I could vision my dad laying in this hospital bed. He was alert. He was conscious. Yeah. Uh, And I wondered what thoughts were running through his head and what things he would be regretting and what things he would be playing over and over again about what he wished he had done. Because he had three weeks to think about dying. My God, yeah, three weeks. And then that fast-forwarded to me to say, uh, ooh, okay, so that hit me on the first level. A year later, it was my mother who very suddenly uh, passed away with an mm-hmm. aneurysm, slipped into a coma, and we were all there sort of for the final moments. Um, and so that was kind of the, the hammer in of number two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Start thinking. And she was quite a bit younger than I am today. So between those two, it really hit me how urgent it is that we value what we do have in terms of our time. Yes. Yeah. You know, I went through that with my mother, the same thing. So I know exactly what, I'm not exactly what you felt, but that urgency of, oh my gosh, I didn't get to do this. And, and your dad had time for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so if we were to imagine ourselves in that little space, um, you know, it's not so much that I don't think people realize how urgent things, how, how, critical this becomes that we live and die without regret Mm -hmm. yeah um I know my mom died with lots of regret because we talked for years about traveling we talked about years of her retiring and moving this way mm -hmm. and and living in the same house you know that the whole thing and then she would she got sick and it, it took years um that she went through this, this illness, but at the end, uh, it got to the point where the doctor said, we can't do anything else. And she knew at that point, that was it, you know, she was, she was going to die from this. And she actually said the phrase, we didn't get to do anything. (sighs) And that hurt so much, but I was like, what can we do now? I can't take you anywhere. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and she, it was hard, but we were um, transitioning from the hospital to um, uh, assist, not assisted living to. So like a palliative care. Yes. Like we a- were going, yes, we were going there and, um, she, and, and for her to tell, that was like her last thought for me oh. because we didn't go, we didn't go to Vegas. We didn't go, we didn't go anywhere. We, she would just come visit me and go home and work. And she's told me, she said, you need to do a lot. There's so much you still need to do. And I said, I know. And I, I want to. Yes. Listening to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and so have you, I, I put you on a spot. Have you done no. anything about that? Like, have you, have you thought, okay. I did. I, um, I did a lot of, I had done some traveling. I went to, I did some immersion uh, education and in, in Madrid and Spain area. So I did that, but that was like something that I had wanted to do. But then I wanted to exercise. I remember I always said, when I retire, I want a job where I'm exercising every day. And then, and, and it was like, I retired and I was like, I don't want a job. I just want to exercise every day. Uh (laughs) So I I, I adjusted it and I do, I go to Pilates every day. Um, and I have a new set of friends and, and I got out of that loneliness through exercise. And then I do, um, I dance here at home. I don't, I don't go like get dancing anywhere for classes because I'm not one to remember a routine. <laughs> so I just do my 10,000 steps, you know, dancing. Uh, I love um, club music and oh. I just, I put in it. So thum, thum, thum. that beat just <laughs> makes me move. That's what I do. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. But Good. as far as doing things like, um, traveling and stuff I think COVID changed me and the whole traveling thing like my husband's going to Italy soon and it's like I had an opportunity to go and it was like I'm not ready I'm not ready to to travel but but as far as experiences Mm -hmm. um he and I will go out and do you know we'll go to we went to Napa you know do the wine testing and you know all of that kind of thing the the fun experiences together yes we do that But when it comes to something deeply personal for you, um, I think when we think about a bucket list, people automatically go to travel because travel is a big thing for many people. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, and if I if I were to be honest, it's not really anything that compels me. I'm not feeling like if I never got to those places that I would regret it because mm-hmm. it's not really sort of something that's me. Um, but it really just depends on what your, I don't know if it's your biological makeup or your own psyche and how it's designed. And, you know, what is it that you really, really, oh, here we go. If you didn't have any fear mm-hmm. and unlimited funds, what would you do? Oh, oh here's the thing. Yeah. If you had all the courage in the world, what would you do? Oh, wow. I. I would want to, and would I have like good physical ability? Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I would want to hike one of these mountains um, and just get to the top and just, you know, what I see people do, I, something like that out in nature. I would want to do that, like to have the courage because 
I'm the type of person that, that if my feet are not firmly on the ground, I'm scared. You know, <laughs> I'm so scared. And like, I will crawl somewhere where I should be walking. I'm like, no, I'm going to crawl. I'd rather have four of, you know, no. And so if I would want to do like to have that kind of courage to climb a mountain. Oh, yeah. That would be my thing. You know, you're not asking for the world here. No, <laughs> you're really not. You're physically active now. You're dancing. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you know, you got your network. Actually, I have a woman in her. She's 52 and her she is currently walking a 150 kilometer trail mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in the East Coast here in Canada to raise money. Oh, wow. And yes. It's like 150 straight. They're living in the woods for the next two weeks. Um, but this was one of the things, this was her dream is to do this and to raise money doing it. Mm-hmm. And so while she's actually out there, I think, and well, I think we all need to be as alive as she feels right now. Cause I just, yes. uh, you know, the details are, yeah, yesterday was a really, really tough go and it was a very difficult terrain. All that to say is it really, I, I love the idea because really, one mountain, it doesn't have to be any of the big ones. It doesn't have, you know, if you have even one nearby or yeah. fish within an hour or two hours, half a day drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we need to just start thinking in those terms. Maybe it is clubbing for you. Maybe it is <laughs> out there. Maybe it's starting a club where we mm-hmm. uh, can all go and just have fun. But whatever it is, it's it's just really time to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is time to do because, you know, it gets to the point where you maybe you can't climb a mountain, where you can't, you know, uh, like, you know, we went to San Francisco and we were on the, on the bridge and my husband and I, we walked, we walked both ways. We were like, you know, and it was so, so much fun because we had talked about doing it and we saw people being pushed on wheelchairs and and we were like I'm so glad we're doing this now because it it could get to a point where you would have to bring me across or I'd have to take you across and we would still have the experience but to walk it yourself Uh is something that maybe some people want personally yeah Mm-hmm. The thing that usually stops us, though, is we, you know, we have these things called cognitive distortions. We have these things where things twist up in our heads a little bit, you know, the all or nothing. If I do this, you know, it has to be all or nothing. But really, that's not true. There's mm-hmm. a lot of in between. But all that to say is a lot of things stop us. Yes. Oh, that's going to cost money. Oh, I'm not healthy enough for that. Oh, I'm not uh, fit enough for that. Oh, I'm not qualified for that. I'm whatever it is. We get it in our heads that we are something that can't happen. And so we don't. And why is that? Because I know fear has always stopped me from doing a (laughs) lot of things. What is that part of it? Well, it depends on how our lives. So I love that question because there's so many layers to it. It depends on how our lives have progressed. So it might depend on critical events that have shaped you. It might depend on critical characters in your life who have molded you, critical experiences. All of these things shape us in a certain way. And so it's very easy for us to believe little things 
that might not be true, but they sound true. Like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you 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 can't do that. Like, literally, right. you can't, or whether it's verbal or implied. We mm -hmm. gather enough of those, and we could find ourselves in this state, or even earlier than this, believing very little about what is possible. Yeah. And so we have kind of like a little bank in our heads that collects these little, it's like we take little tallies of all of these things and all of them up add up to, well, we can't. Yeah. And the bad things will happen if we do. And mm. so this is where it may actually be helpful to see somebody one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's a coach or a therapist that you, you know, any of that, or a very good friend or somebody else out there who you see is already doing it and get some advice from them. Because mm -hmm. but we, when we're trapped in our heads, the best way to out of that is to get out of it and to talk with yeah. other people. Yeah. There's a strong, powerful things that happen to people in conversation by simply saying their words out loud. Yeah. That, that moment, that epiphany, is that's a cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's why I encourage people to just talk. It's just talk and talk. You never know what's going to fall out. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> did you find that when you were writing your book, did you find that just writing and writing, um, just did that take you somewhere? Because I know that you had started it and it was a, it was turning out to be a clinical book. And then it, your publisher was like, wait, 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 you know. Um, <laughs> hold on and and it 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 turned into you and and, yes. and I'm feeling that happens in conversation as well you are so right with that well I think if anything we must be authentic mm -hmm. and, and and true to ourselves I was writing the book that I thought I'm supposed to write yes uh, I was writing a book that I thought would sell I don't know ego like our egos and how we protect ourselves this all gets in the way right who's gonna who's gonna read a book read a little blah blah blah, blah, blah. so I need to any and we get in our way and we believe a lot a lot of the shoulds and musts and how have tos and so but writing is a truly truly authentic experience no matter what you're writing about that's my belief anyway and you, mm -hmm. you, you can't hide from yourself a person really can't not for not for long, not for too long anyway, before you start doing destructive things. Um, and yeah. so when you are in your most authentic zone, I believe is when the great things really happen. Yeah. And that happens in conversation with people you love or people that you respect or, you know, people who have an interest in being present with you. Mm hmm. Yeah, but it's it's funny because we, I know as a Gen Xer I, and friends that I have, we tend to protect ourselves, uh, and 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 show the mask of, <laughs> you know, what we think people know of us, and that's hard to to get out of that. Yeah, and that's everybody though. Yeah, um, and if oh. this, you know, they're doing it, you're doing it. Um, it, it's just one of those scenarios that happens, unfortunately. And this is what happens when you don't do it, because some people will let their guard down. And there's a big judgment about that. Oh, my uh, TMI. Oh, she's so intense. She went on and on about, oh, my goodness, use your 
filter woman. Yeah. If I wanted to be, you know, if I wanted to be, I'd, be, I'd be watching a, a, a drama series, a reality know. show. Know. <laughs> they're not ready for it. I feel like some people are not ready, and it's like you could see it in the eyes sometimes. It's like, oh, I better hold back. <laughs> oh, I have shut down parties. <laughs> Um, just with, uh, can we be real here? And people like, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, the look is not, no, thank you. I like yeah. the way before. <laughs> so if you're ever up for a real conversation, Mel, come to me. I will give you a real conversation. Awesome. I will do that. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I, I did her... once too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But I cut you, you off. No, no, you you had um, you had put uh, the video out on loneliness and I just made a little comment. And then I was like, I, after I wrote it, you're right, because I, I wrote it and then I, I read it and I was like, oh, that is me. That is how I feel, you know, and because and, we're always putting, you know, great job. You go, girl. You know, everything is all woohoo. We're all everyone's cheerleaders. And then that was there and it was like, I typed out something and then it was like, I sent it and then I thought, oh my gosh, that's like, that's, that's not the person everyone knows on TikTok, you know? Right. So, yeah. Did and I, I've, I've allowed did I, that. To, did yeah. I respond to it? Yes, you did. Oh my <laughs> it was a long time ago. But it's funny because I've started doing it more often instead God. of just the traditional you know, red hearts and, and uh, high fives. So, yeah. I, I, somebody put me on TikTok. I was talking to a marketing person and she made me go on there. She quite mm -hmm. made me go on there. And she said, because that's the place to sell your book. I keep forgetting to sell my book on there, honestly, because I'm having so much fun. Tell um, everyone the title of your book before we. Oh, uh, Greatness Finds a Way by Elena Sherwood. It's on Amazon. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and you, there are actually some real authentic people out there. Truly, you've got mm -hmm. everything else. Um, so I'm, I'm surprised at how much fun I have there. Yes, um, and I do like the authentic flavor that you get there, which you don't always get in any other uh, app. Mm -hmm. um, but so, yeah, I think there's just so much more to us, and I say this, and I'll say it again: there is more than enough in one lifetime we will not understand ourselves fully. That's how complicated our psyche is, our brain, our neuro makeup, our gut feeling. It's, cr it's crazy complicated, but in a good way. Mm -hmm. So yeah. in one lifetime, we won't get to it all. But imagine if we could try. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just trying is, is a lot, you know, because just facing the fear and attempting some of this stuff is a lot, even for me. Because mm -hmm. like I was telling you, the, the fear has stopped me from going places and doing things. And because I should myself into a corner and I shouldn't be shouldn't myself. Like that. <laughs> You're human and you have your own things in your head that get in the way, just like all of us. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. That's the thing. Yes. And my advice to anybody who shoulds, which is all of us, always find a way for kindness to yourself. Mm -hmm. As in, hmm, there's probably a good reason I couldn't. Too many things. 
there is always hope. I could always try later. Like that yeah. kind of kindness too. That's okay. You know, we all try and sometimes we forget to try and sometimes we try and we, we fail. Um, but you know, that's how life is. Nothing is perfect. Right. Right. And we just, sometimes it's uh, an experience to learn from and yeah. sometimes it's an experience to go do again. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that trying alone, because again, back to our deathbeds, oh my God, how morbid am I? (laughs) I love this. (laughs) uh, We can at least say, well, I tried. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I have a friend who was always talking about saying um, there, there are people who um, like you're living till the end. And there are people who are, who gave up a long time ago and they're, they're walking around already like at the end, you know? know? Yeah. And they're young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I, you know, I talked about this the other day with, with the, my cast from um, Naked Onion Mystery Tour. I don't know if you've heard of that podcast, no. but we were talking about my grandmother. I talk about my grandmother a lot. My grandmother raised me, but she uh, retired from, from uh, being a seamstress and she bought she went to the furniture store and bought the best recliner (laughs) of the time and they 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 delivered it and that's what she bought for herself for they gave her some money and they had a party and it was a money tree and she got all her little money together she bought a recliner nice and this woman never exercised, never, you know, she had a pretty healthy life, but she, that's it. That she sat and wanted to watch television. She caught up on everything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. That made her happy. You know, yeah. Yeah. She wanted. yeah. She didn't want to go anywhere. She didn't, it was, everything was in, because you know, she was from, what was it? The silent generation. And so mm-hmm. it was just work, 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 work. And so when she was at home, she was watching television. She, everything was new to her. She was, it, it was like, <laughs> yeah. a few decades to catch up on. Everything. <laughs> I think that's lovely. See, I think it's the commitment that she put into it. Like she yes. invested in this chair and then she committed to enjoying, committed to no regret. No regret. Yeah. And she had, I had a puppy and she trained this little puppy to, she would play, um, like she would throw her shoe and the dog would bring her the shoe to the chair. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's all you really need. A very, very comfortable chair that you've committed to that you love and the, and the dog that, yeah. And I think when my father retired, his big thing was he really wanted a car, the car of his dreams. Exactly. There it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. He went and he bought himself a Volvo, a brand new mm-hmm. Volvo. Yes. And all of his other church buddies were also retired saying, why would you, you know, you're retired to get to save your money. And my dad said, what am I going to do this? I'm <laughs> not going to do it in my debt. No. Except yeah. Three weeks later, everybody's showing up in Mercedes. <gasps> And BMWs, because they had the same thing. When am I going to do this? Well, I'm doing it now. Right now, what an inspiration he was. Well, you know, (laughs) my mother didn't agree that a Volvo, a brand new Volvo, was really what the family, he, they needed. But it was his commitment to this is what I really want. And I don't want to not have it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I'm sure the other wives were not. No. <laughs> well, I'm hoping they took it their way and said, well, yeah. I really wanted the um, $2,000 KitchenAid, you know, or yeah. I, it, uh, whatever it was. Like, hopefully, because it really just is about that. It's like saying, well, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And that, that's what they wanted. That made them happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would make you happy to do? Do you have something on your mind? You know, you're funny. This is so funny. I have a very, um, my, I, my playful side has not gotten a lot of airtime. Mm-hmm. And I am mildly obsessed with the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly Volkswagen hippie vans. I, I have Volkswagen hippie van art all over my uh, office. Make I call it my make shop. Um, but I think I'm going to get into uh, tie dye more. Mm-hmm. Okay, with it, but I think it'd be really fun to start a little tie tie dye uh, gig on the side. Because mm-hmm. I giggle every time I watch it. Like. I watch people. I've done a few. Uh, so I think it'll be really fun. Wow. That's cool. Yes. You know, it's, it, it makes no sense. No color. Any more clothing, um, no. but that's the, <laughs> so, but that's the thing. If I were to do this, I would probably get off here and order about five of these beautiful white hoodies mm-hmm. and all the products I need and maybe do one this week, maybe do one this weekend. Wow, that's exciting. Yes. And I can't wait to see it when you (laughs) do a little fashion show for us with your little hoodie. But I think that's the thing. It doesn't have to make sense, but it just has to feel good to you. Yes, that's the key. That is the key right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, it was a Volvo or a recliner or a hoodie. I mean, it's all over the place. And that's what makes everyone happy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the important thing is to not hesitate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to do that. And I could say that because I stayed a therapist for over 30 years because of that reason. I worked too hard to be in it, and I was in it way longer than I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it's not what people do. People don't retire from being a therapist, especially a thriving practice, just wow. because my heart wasn't in it anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a lot of people out there with that guy. I know of other people who they're working because I can't not work, especially our generation. Our goal is to bring in some income one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that whole feeling of your heart not in it. And there's so many people and you see them, you know, their heart's not in it. I taught uh, elementary school for 26 years. And my husband, I remember someone asked me, you know, oh, oh, you're a teacher, you must love kids. And I'm like, I, I really don't. But um, okay, <laughs> and you, you get tired, you know, and yeah. then when we were in isolation and came back from COVID, I knew the time was up. It was like, um, it was in my face. And it was too much to deny it anymore. That you that was right in your face. It was Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was so loud, you know, after staying home and teaching online and then going back and it was like, oh, I can't do it. And so my formula came up to where um, I could retire and I stayed six more months 
to finish the school year. Okay. They want to leave in, in December. And then um, I, I went back and I subbed for a friend. But after that, it was like, when you're a sub, you're, you can always say, no, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And then I did. I was like, uh, can you please take me off the list and put me on? Do not disturb. <laughs> I am done. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know when, when it, it's time. But we deny it. We deny that feeling. And I'm so glad you were able to follow your heart on that. Well, I think I, it, it was, it got down to practicing what I preach. Here I am pushing people to be authentic. Oh, um, so true. Yeah. And I'm sitting there all twisted up thinking, oh, how many appointments do I have tomorrow? <laughs> oh my goodness. And that's not, I never wanted, I, oh, I told myself when I became that person, it was time to go, that I was not going to wait. I was not going to stay past my best before mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. And it's, I'm, I'm just glad that I found the courage to do it. I'd been moving up to do it for about three years. Mm-hmm. And I finally did it just by following my instinct and let the cards fall where they may. Yeah. And even then, I, there are other therapists in my community who still are shaking their heads. <laughs> like, how could you? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do now? I mean, are you, do you practice? Uh, Well, now, yes. So shortly after, before I retired, I fell in love with this course, uh, Resilience Coaching. Mm -hmm. What? 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 So I took it because, you know, I like to collect these things. I seem to think I'm more important if I collected another piece of paper, which (laughs) I'm not. Anyway, um, but I did it and I fell in love with coaching resilience as in, here's the thing, as a therapist, the one thing that was really, really hard for me is I could see where people could be. I could see what was possible for them. They couldn't, they didn't want to see it. Uh, many people just had their, their hearts were broken. They had a lot of healing to do. And the last thing they wanted to do was be to be empowered towards what they can be. Yeah, it's a time of grieving for many people. It's a time of sorting out what's happening. But what I found frustrating is I really just wanted to push people, which you can't do as a therapist. Only yeah. a little bit, yeah. but not 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 a lot. You have to make sure you go with their pace. And I do that also with coaching. But I, at least I now have the not license to push them as far as I believe they can go with their permission. Always. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that is a game changer. Wow, I am excited. I love doing what I do now. And I'm not going to take on too, too many. Um, So just to kind of still keep my hand in a little bit of writing. And and I do have a tie-dye shop to start. So all of this sort of thing. And so it's a little bit dabbling. Um, I like doing, I'm doing an education thing for... um, a company, she was saying, hey, we're doing a professional development day. Could you do a thing on boundaries and um, uh, self-care? Sure. Okay. Yes. I think little things as they come up, I'm excited to be on people's podcasts. So once I saw you, get me in there, get me in there. Um, And so, you know, I feel like my, I'm not done. I think working in that capacity, I was done. But if anything, the rest of me has finally come to surface to say, okay, now you can do whatever the F you want. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, I think when you're a therapist, maybe all those guidelines 
kind of keep you from from doing what you want. I know in education, the same thing. It was like, oh, no, that's not in the curriculum. Oh, no. It's like, oh, shut the door. I'm going to teach what, I, what wow. I need to teach. Yeah. All yeah. those guidelines from the state from, oh, it's, it was too much. Yeah, I know exactly. Yes. There you go. And um, mine was even something like, I have a lot of personal friends who could use a little bit of something or I can't, I'm not allowed to treat my personal friends. Mm. And, and I get that because of the conflict and all of that. Um, yeah. But they could sure use some coaching. And many of them are saying, Ooh, could you help me with this one goal? Absolutely. Get up, come over here now. Yes. Do this. I, I love the turn that you took. Like even that, you know, like even things like, Oh, here's the thing. I was not allowed to advertise. Oh. And provide testimonials mm -hmm. on any social platform. Um, and there was one more that was the big restrictor too. Uh, oh, it was very kind of restrictive in terms of area too, uh, province versus insurance, all of that. Yes, uh, but basically they were all restricting. And I, you know, I, I got to retire with a pristine pristine record mm -hmm. all of these licensing people and it wasn't because I was licensed it was because that's who I am as a human yeah um so I got tired of wondering if they're gonna bark at me about something <laughs> oh my gosh this yeah I you know and that's funny because if you had stayed as a therapist nobody out here in TikTok would know you. Nope. No. None of this knowledge, none of this, um, the, the resiliency that we need, none of it. We wouldn't nope. have you out. And you have tons of followers who um, we're always, you know, seeking um, a little guidance here and there, just daily guidance. And you're right there for it. Oh, I'm happy to. Honestly, my head is bursting with it. And I'm like, oh, can I post more than that? No, no, no. Okay. Don't get too much in people's faces. They, uh, so, but, but that's the thing. And that was also restricting how I was appearing there. If you look at anybody who is a licensed therapist on there, uh, whatever platform, you could see how careful they need to be. Yes. Their personality is coming through, but you could see where, okay, maybe there'll be some swearing, but not, not, not too much or a little, like there are some very strict lines and they know those lines and I, I feel their pain. Yeah. And you recognize it because you're like, mm hmm Yeah. And many will say, well, it's really hard to speak on generalities, basically saying, please don't sue me for giving you some, because my you know, don't take me to my licensing board because I said something like there's a lot of kind of underlying things there. But really, aren't we just all humans trying to do our best? All yeah. of us. And seeking a little inspiration from someone knowledgeable that has even tried it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I've been, you know, when I said I was in, as a therapist 30, I was probably closer to 35 years. A good mm -hmm. Some of that, I was also in the other chair. And mm -hmm. I, because I knew that I knew when it was time. And so, yeah, it's, it, it's a tough life in, in many aspects. Um, but you learn a lot. Actually, I'm, I'm working on my second book. Yay! Well, this one's on marriage, because that's another thing I was, is I was a, 
I, I did my, both my master's and PhD on relationships. Mm-hmm. And I was a relationship therapist for at least the last half, if not more, of my career. So mm-hmm. I've got all these little nuggets that I, this is what I told a friend of mine. I said, I can't die with all this in my head. Like that would be really, really dumb. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, no, you, you, you shouldn't. So I'm writing no. it all down. Yeah, that's good. And yeah. you're, um, so that's, that's your, um, so you did that. And so for couples, do couples come in for marriage uh, therapy yeah. or is it? Okay. That's yeah. Awesome. I used to see, it yeah. would start with one, um, kind of testing the waters, checking mm-hmm. to see if this is going to be a safe place for both of them, or it'll start with one just coming through with some really like they're feeling depressed or really anxious there. And then as we get to it, the, it's actually the marriage that is the biggest, you know, of the relationships, it's the biggest, biggest pain point. Um, and so my thing is be, you know, we can move a lot, we move a lot faster if we can actually with more pieces uh, that we can look at. So when that happened, I would bring them in and next thing you know, we're into session seven. So I may, in fact, at some point end up also doing a relationship coaching um, at some point, because I love telling couples what to do. That's not what oh, yeah. they want to be right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that may be a little bit later. I might consider doing some of that too. Wow. That's what the next book is about, is about, uh, I'm even going to, so far, I don't know if the title is going to stick, but so far, here's the title. Are you ready for it? it? Tell me, tell me. Did you marry the right man? Ooh, you see that people would buy that. Well, and yeah. I've already, I, I asked somebody to read the first page and it turned her off. She said, the title's really putting me off. I said, oh, good. <laughs> I got something from you. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to appeal to women like us, maybe a little bit younger, maybe quite a bit younger and older. All of us who are thinking, okay, we got a lot going on. We got life. Got a, is it my marriage? Is it my marriage? That's the problem. I want to yeah. know for sure before whatever. And so mm-hmm. this is for all of us who at some point or another say, what the hell am I doing here? I know. When we look at them, it's like, was it it supposed to be this way? Yes. Let me tell you right now, it's normal. Every wife, whether they admit it or not, every spouse has thought of that. But that's Mm -hmm. normal. But anyway, so that's hopefully. That's good to know. That is good to know. So there's a good part of the book. But please buy the rest anyway when it comes out. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yes. I can't wait. I cannot wait to read that. I know that your first book um, that you wrote, uh, I heard you talking about it where you said it was it, you could read it in an afternoon and you do recommend that we read it all at one time. Yes. Mm-hmm. In fact, I recommend before you sit down with it, get yourself a glass of water. Not um, wine, not wine. Or wine. Ah, no, you, you know, <laughs> the wine might you might need the wine after. Oh, okay. So a glass of water. If you're a person who gets cold when you sit down, that's me. I always have a blanket when I sit down for any long time. Go to the bathroom because, you know, and so you have the luxury of reading it um, cover to cover. It's not long. It's mm-hmm. quite literally 76 pages of words. And then the rest is all the other things that come with the book. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um I haven't gotten a bad review yet. There are some reviews on Amazon.com and Amazon.ca. 
Mm-hmm. I think there's a few more and my publisher's uh, Chicken House Press on her side. Uh, so yeah, I, it's just sort of me saying, okay, before I can talk about that stuff, I really just need to walk the walk here and yeah. I'm making people face their face your fears challenge yourself, yeah. talk to whatever <laughs> but I really needed to be absolutely sure that I'm doing that too which is where okay. it all happened but okay okay here we go that <clears throat> is awesome else. you did that you did it you did it and it's like I don't know. I guess once we read it and sit down and say and, and get away from all of our I can't and then to see that you did, it's it's a good guide, a good inspiration to to get out there and do something for ourselves. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it's it, it it's ended up being heavier than I wanted it to, and yet it you know it it's 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 real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what it was one of the review was a very short review. It's good. It's emotional, but it's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. The one thing it isn't is fluff. It is not fluff. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fluff. Fluff is not good. Fluff would, I have thrown books in the trash because it's like, oh, I, my friend's like, I can't believe you threw it in the trash. I did. And then I have gone back <laughs> to take the, give them a second chance, you know, but yeah, I've done that. Me too. <laughs> I love a good romance. I like, I love, I know when it's time for only fluff. Mm-hmm. I'm a big, I can't get the Hallmark channel here, I don't think, but I sure watch what I can on. Like, I know when it's time for that. And I also t- know when it's time for it. Can I just watch somebody who doesn't have makeup on? Can I? Mm. Not in? Like, give me somebody with pimples. Yes. A just, normal person. Yes. Yeah. And so <laughs> this is, this is somebody with pimples. <laughs> <laughs> Without filters. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so, so happy that I had the opportunity to talk to you and want to, I feel like, I feel like I, I was um, helped out too. <laughs> so, um, and I know that, that women out there uh, maybe just need a little guidance for their own self-care or maybe a little guidance to maybe go out and seek the help from a coach. Um, that could help them. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, well, like you said, it's everyone. It's not just generational. So um, I thank you and uh, tell everyone where they can find you starting with TikTok. Oh, so TikTok, I am uh, Sherwood. I'm on there. My face is on there. It'll come up pretty quickly. I am also on Instagram with the same handle. And I'm also on Facebook. Um, okay. I have a small thing on LinkedIn because apparently I'm supposed to be on there. <laughs> and my YouTube channel is suffering a little bit because I don't give it a lot of uh, love, but it's on there too. So really, if you Google Dr. Elena Sherwood, E-L-E-N-A and Sherwood, just like the forest, you'll see all kinds of face. (laughs) But I welcome, honestly, and I say this, I welcome people 
reaching out with questions. I love creating content that's relevant to actual humans uh, that with somebody in mind. So if you have any questions, Mel, or anybody you know, please send them my way. I welcome awesome. them. Yes, yes. And I, I, I love that about you, that you're open and willing to help us. And you've been through some of it, too. That, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, you're my girl. So Well, we have friends. <laughs> Just so you know, I, I kind of tend to stick around in people's lives. I don't kind of let them release me. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, thank you. I really thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. And we'll see you soon then. Okay. We'll talk later. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Wasn't that amazing? I told you. I told you. She just makes you think about things, about the shoulds and uh, what I was so excited uh, was sharing about, you know, deathbed. <laughs> it does sound morbid, but think about it. Once we're at that deathbed, it's done. You know, so her advice on getting out there and doing what you want to do and what makes you happy. Hey, it could be a Volvo. It could be a recliner. It could be tie-dyeing. Whatever it is that moves you, do it. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out there and do something new today just because she said so. And um, I'd have to come back and share it. But yes, I look forward to um, sharing again with Dr. Elena Sherwood and find her today. Follow her on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. So see you soon. And I hope you enjoyed this episode.